Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thanks very much for coming back for another Savage Snowflake podcast with me, Jeff Leach. Um, I am so desperately apologetic that last week we didn't have an episode. I was away in Vegas. I had some work going on after that. I had a week to run of shows. And I just decided I needed a week off. However... I want to say thank you very much to Dan TB, brand new Patreon, upping his patronage to $35 a month, you absolute legend. I've written a hand postcard for you that's been sent off to you all the way in Australia. So thank you, Dan TB. If you want to become a supporter of the podcast, check out patreon.com slash savage snowflake to support on there. And also a big shout out to our sponsors. We've got Boundless Tech over here, the finest purveyors of vaping technology. If you want to use code savage over at bmdlstech.com, that's boundlesstech.com you will get yourself 25% off all of their wonderful units. Incredible stuff, flour, vapes, distillate, resin, whatever you like to smoke, you can do it there without those dirty carcinogens. And also check out manscaped.com down here, the finest purveyors of refining the gentleman wear and uh, I guess uh, technology for them as well. If you want to get your downstairs areas on point, gentlemen, maybe your lady's been complaining about your hirsute girth and length, then make sure you get yourself a lawnmower 2.0. Trim that shit down. Stop having sweaty balls. What's wrong with you, you fucking animal? Uh, go to manscaped.com. Use code SAVAGE. You get yourself 20% off all orders. You get a free leather travel bag. And you get yourself free shipping. My guest today, walking in at the most perfect opportune moment, yeah. is actor and comedian Brian Callen. Athlete, um, athlete, yogi. Athlete, yogi, <clears throat> uh, Man, philosopher. Philosopher, yes. Maker of coffee. The, Have we the, coffee? That's you, that's, you, that's your own milk. There we go, we're passing. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I wish I was a philosopher, but that would require original thought. I've got to say, actually, first of all, thank you very much for the coffee. Mm. Neil Brennan, the only other person I've done a podcast at their house, didn't even offer a drink. Didn't even really? offer. Really? Son of a bitch. Didn't even offer. Neil, he's such a stoic. He's such a stoic, isn't he? He yeah. likes to keep up the facade the whole time that he hates everyone. Yeah. He, well, Neil's more... He talks about it in three mics, which I loved, actually, his, his special. Special, yeah. I've known Neil a long time, and Neil talks about his, his sort of serotonin levels. Neil can invent the cure for cancer and, and Be figure out a way... Be disappointed in himself and, about yeah, it. Yeah, figure out a way for humans to teleport, and he, his serotonin levels will still be at a four... Where's your testosterone levels? Because this morning when I opened up the door, you were in a robe. You looked, I was wearing a robe. It was the most um, Playboy. Be- beautifully Playboy masculine, yeah. and yet with a little coyish, coquettish charm as well. The, yeah, I if I had had a, a drink in my hand, it would have been like yeah. a cocktail, a mint julep. I said there should have been some kind of beautiful you know, Instagram model strewn naked yes, yes, across yes. your couch. I, I could never hang out with an Instagram model. Typically, anybody who... Well, you don't uh, hang out with them. You yeah. fuck them, bro. Well, that's, even, how, he, that's what you do. Even you then, but then I feel, at my age, I feel really pathetic because if I look at someone's Instagram and there's nothing but pictures of themselves, yeah. and now I'm dealing with just somebody... A, I don't, a narcissist. I, 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 I'm going to have a tough time having dinner. But yes, yes, you're right. They can come over. But I swear to God, at, now at my age, I think it doesn't... It's it's just not that interesting. To yeah, me. yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. No, because at a certain I mean, point, I'm, I'm appalled you fucked up women. That. At a certain point, you go, I fucked up women. Well, yeah, after a while, you're like, oh, look, now your body's amazing. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know. I, what I need is substance, you guys. I need connection. No, but uh, yes, I did. I did find... answer the door in my robe. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was yeah. quite a nice reveal. Yeah. Uh, kept me waiting there for a minute, just for, just for a minute, because you were coming out the shower. Yeah. I heard, I don't know. Oiling up. It sounded like there was an oiling up there going was a, on there or was something. A, I took a straight razor to my torso. Okay. And then I oiled up. Well, I was I was taken aback by your Macedonian frame. Yeah. And I and I immediately <laughs> I got lost in your hazel eyes. Well, yeah, listen, we've already had a I feel like a, an entire podcast worth of conversation before we started it. Yes, but we you, did. You're as man, I was you're doing my yoga. As I yeah, was doing you're my a man yoga. of the world. You've traveled the world <laughs> a lot, so you're, yeah. Macedonian frames is not something that's 
unbeknownst to it's true brian of the well camp. the minute i saw you I, I went macedonian and you said yeah. partially partially i said a little yes. bit British as well. You're it's like, not, you're I mean, like East London. I like it a lot. Yeah, right. From, exactly. Wait, were you from Leytonstone? There are a E11. number of different accents in in London, from what I understand. See, so it's you're about the only person in America who I think so far can get away with doing that with me. Everyone, when they hear I'm English, wants to do an English accent yeah. or their version of an English accent. Well, and there's so many different English accents. Professional accents. actors generally. No. So normally it's like, hello, are you from England? Are you? It's the worst. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing worse than a bad English accent. Yeah. Yeah, well, I should say, I should say, I should say, we're the ones with the accent. You guys are the ones that invented the language. I mean, but language is transient, isn't it? It's uh, it, it, it const it's constantly evolving. Like the language that your kids use yeah. versus the language that we use, yeah, completely different. Yeah. Well, Thomas Sowell, who's a scholar, wrote a book called "Black Rednecks and White Liberals." It's a really amazing book, and he he kind of traces the sort of ebonics. Uh, so so like a lot of. Uh, traditionally the kind the way that a lot of i guess the colloquialisms and i, I think that's the word black folks that in the black south. folks in the south used yeah. came from the british sort of the, the people that so they were brought over here as slaves okay and the slave owners and Sorry, the guilty. white yeah, yeah and the white and the white sort of uh people that that the that the african sort of uh the diaspora, you know, when they were brought to this country, the white slave owners and the white population spoke in ways like I be, you be, and all these kind of things that you hear. In, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And a, a lot I of these colloquialisms. Can I be that was all. Well, I wouldn't. That I don't know. If that's oh, that's right. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. And you hear this a lot. They got sort of uh, that. That sort of um, was translated into a lot of the the sort of honor culture. A lot of the the language that came out of these the British Highlands, the the sort of you know in that that area of the, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of Britain, um, was, was transferred to up north, up north, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, so Manchester when it's all like this, you know, yeah. and they're tough people, and and they tend to I mean, um, not that tough. I mean, well, not. you can get punched in the face really easily in Manchester. I've never <laughs> been there, but I've heard. Trust me, you can get punched really easily in the face in London as well. It's you can to me a lot. If you look like this, yeah, people yeah. want to punch you wherever you are. The, the Brits are violent. The Brits are no joke. You can get it, it's. But you know the difference though, mm. Britain. The worst is going to happen. Someone pulls a knife at you. Yeah, Australia or New Zealand. The worst I am someone's going to smash a glass over your head or punch. Yeah, but face. they're Maori. America. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, I live with I live with um, I dated a Maori girl and lived in New Zealand for a year, and I that was where I was a phys ed teacher. Wow. And lived with a, a Samoan guy, a guy and a Tongan girl, and then I, I, dated I, I, a Maori. I, I, it was I, great. When Amazing. you're when you have my frame, I don't care how much you box or how much you. I'm not fighting any Maoris or Samoans. But you're nimble. You're like nimble doesn't matter. Athletic. They it? can they can weather the storm. Really? I can punch them as hard as I can. They can take my right hand. They can and take just twenty to the head. Shake it off and grab me and throw me on my head. Fuck that. Dude, I'm I not. think you'd be quite respected amongst the Maoris. They 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 respect uh, you know cultural awareness and and physical prowess. Yeah, this is a big part of your personal brand, Brian. Well, I, I, I respect them, but the problem is I don't know how much they respect me since I'm the size of the average Maori twelve-year-old. Yeah, I'm 170 pounds. No, you'd be the best adopted child they ever had. Yeah, they'd raise you. Ma Maoris, Samoans, <laughs> Tongans. Whenever you go, that you look at them and you go, "What do you weigh?" About 205, and they go, <laughs> two, like, that's 280. Sweet. That's 280. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. They're just dense. Yeah, and they're seven years old. Yeah. yeah. But they, I, I could, now I've just got this beautiful picture of like a big, strong Maori woman carrying you in her arms and oh. just like suckling, yes. suckling at the breast. Suckling, <laughs> suckling on giant milk. My little white boy, 
will one day grow to be a full man. Mommy. <laughs> I don't know why you sound Native American. If, if, if it meant I could look more Maori, if it meant I could get some of that bone structure and muscle, I would suck the teeth of a Maori woman right now. Yeah. I'd do it every morning. Dude, I mean, some Maori, I, mean, I did suck the teeth of a Maori woman for yeah. at least a year. Wow. Yeah, not for sustenance. That's impressive. For pleasure, just for pleasure. I'm but. impressed that you stepped to a Maori woman, but you're you're a Macedonian man. Yeah, so you I'm, can't be light in the ass. Well, let me ask you then, because you're, I mean, you're, you're, whilst you're a, a white dude, you know, you said that you've got Germanic and uh, Irish, uh, no, Irish I'm and Italian. Fifty-one percent Southern Italian, okay, which means all peasantry, and and the rest is you know, Western Europe. See, now, like, look, peasant, Italian peasants are pretty, you know, they're pretty swarthy and dark and they yeah. like the dark ladies. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Do I, I feel a bit like that. I have uh, certainly, I've dated a lot of white guys, but I have the penchant for uh, a darker skinned lady. I Me like too. culture. Me too, bro. There you go. Me so. too. Listen, I was just in Miami. Yeah. And the, uh, for me, in many ways, Latin women just... The way they carry themselves. Yeah. I, I, I'm such a, I love, I, I say this a lot, but I'm, I think I'm, I have an unhealthy obsession with Latin culture. There's nothing, it's not just nothing, the, uh, nothing unhealthy about that. Yeah, it's nothing about, it's not even just about the women, it's about their, they have a secret. I think it's the way they grow up as in families and they tend to be like the Venezuelans and like the South Americans and they tend to be a bit class conscious. Right. But Cubans? Cubans, for me, uh, just they seem to be the perfect mix of cosmopolitan and island. And they just, I don't know, man. I, and I love Dominicans. I, I just love all of that. Whenever I'm around a group of those people, yeah. I feel like I'm at home. Because I've never felt, I feel that way about Arabs also because I grew up around them you know for eight years but but especially latin people so yeah. let's wait let's backtrack a bit because i feel like on every podcast that i've um either seen you on or heard you on which you know obviously you have the the fighter and the kids your own your own podcast and then you also appear a huge amount with chris delir because you guys are very good buddies on, on lots of podcasts together yeah um there's we know a lot about you brian callen the performer mm -hmm. the the slightly exaggerated character version of oneself as well yeah. not that I'm saying he did when I came in there was yoga happening there was he yoga. did bench press 750 that's, and it, that's I just, exactly right yeah it literally picked me up on the couch that's it was right. crazy right. weird I was like what are you I doing I bear bro? hugged him and I was, was doing like, squats I'm just showing you I can big man I'm get, just showing you I get can get on my shoulder <laughs> Macedonian but I feel like um, once you're you've made you've, you've found a very identifiable comic voice and comic character mm. It's hard to sometimes be on a podcast and just go, well, who was Brian Callen before he became, you know, the flamboyant thespian that we see and the, and the yeah. you know, the absolute killer of stages when every time I've seen you perform stand-up, well, you know? thank you. There was uh, a, a little boy who traveled all the way around the world. Yeah. Yeah, so where right. did you live? You were telling me just before that you... Well, I was I was born in the Philippines, then we moved to Calcutta and then Mumbai. Okay. Why Philippines? What, my father, my father was a banker. A banker? I was yeah. going to think military brat. No, but he probably had something to do with the military. Okay. You know what I mean? You know? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you just keep waking up free. He worked, every, in, uh, he worked keep, in olive oil. You keep waking up free every morning, he'll do what he does. All right? <laughs> but um, but yeah. was a spy. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I know he probably had something, but I think for the most part, he was a banker. And so then, you know, back then when the banks were international and they were, they were going to different parts of the world, but... That, but to grow up, you know, in the Philippines, then to live, I don't remember when I was young, but Mumbai, Calcutta, uh, Lebanon, Pakistan, Lebanon again, 
The war broke out. We were evacuated to Greece. I was going to say, have you ever thought that your parents were just trying to get rid of you? I, well, well right. <laughs> it gets better. It these. gets better. And I talk about this in my stand Iran next. Let's yeah, go. Well, well, that was what my father would do. He'd come home and go, we can go to the Ivory Coast or Saudi Arabia. And in this case, we went to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then I went to boarding school. Yeah. You know, because there, the schools didn't go past, uh, you know, ninth, eighth grade in, in, in Saudi Arabia. Any pedophile teachers? I, I didn't have any pedophile teachers. I had wasn't some. A real boarding school. Had then. some. I know. I had some. Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't there long enough, and it wasn't boarding school. The boarding school, for whatever reason, there was none of that. But at my summer camp, there was some of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I told on one of them because he was feeling my dick, and I, I went to the. <laughs> I went. I wasn't. I'm so for laughing. Yeah. But it's just like. The, well, my buddy, my buddy Donnie goes, he sucked my dick. And I go, well, I'm going to fucking tell on this guy. This yeah. is not normal. Yeah. And he was like, don't tell anybody. How old were you? I was 12, uh, 13. I don't remember. But I remember just going, this is not normal, man. So anyway, and, and back then, this was in what, the 70s. They were like, ah, move on. How arts old was and this guy? He was, was an arts like and crafts teacher. Archetypal, 50-year-old, weird, he kind was, of, uh, or was he a young? He was a sweet, he was a pudgy, he was married. Okay. He was married, I think, to the arts and crafts teacher. She was a large, kind of mannish woman. Yeah. He beautiful dick as well. That guy. Yeah, she she had a hell of a dick on her. Yeah. But he was a very sweet man. I remember yeah. throwing a ball to him, and I remember him not being able to catch it. Okay. I never forgot that. He he he. I was like, oh, you know, this guy's never done a sport. He was a, a pear shaped, soft, kind man who was clearly in love with young boys. Right. You understand? I mean, so there's, there's, the, there's the pedophile that, that is uh, the predator guy who, you know, rapes boys. And stuff. This guy was, uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm in really in dangerous territory, but my, my, my memory <laughs> was. just sitting back and th- just this guy, this guy continue was. Continue, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this guy, my, 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 and I'm not making light of fucking child molestation, obviously. I, I'm, sure, sure, I'm, of course, of but, course. But this guy was. Um, the kind of guy who had soft hands, pear-shaped, and not aggressive. He was just in love. I remember him. He would look at us. And with, I remember going, I, I picked up on it. I said to my buddy John, I go, this guy loves, I think this guy's into us as boys. Yeah. Because we'd be skinny dipping as boys were. We're like 13 and, and he was there. Now, why is he the, why? Because we'd go on camping trips, canoe trips. Yeah. And of course, he was the camp counselor. He was the of guy who was he in. was. Well, and of course he, always, he was. Oh, I'll look after the swimming. There you go. So you, you have to, well, now we know these things. Now we're like, now you would never have one man in charge of all those boys. You'd have another did you, man. Did you have the you'd same have, thing in America? you have a chaperone. Did you have the same thing in America that when someone was clearly a pedophile in England, they just went, he's a bit of a character. <laughs> did they ever say that phrase? I don't remember that. I just remember when I told on the guy, yeah. you know, in today's world, the cops, it'd be a disaster. Oh, yeah. In, in, back then, I remember very well when they, my mother told me when they confronted his wife, she said, oh God, he's up to that stuff again. <laughs> and then they were both kind of like moved on. Is they were just like, you Steve, guys have to move on. Has he been playing with little boys' dicks? I tell him, honestly, it's yeah. terrible for him. I yeah. can't understand. I don't remember though, there, I, there was, because I spoke to my friends, there was no penetration with his, you know. But, yeah. they, but, but he there, gave yours a little. Yeah, well, we were all together in the tents. So I woke up with his hand on my pants. Oh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's serious. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, this doesn't, this doesn't register. I was young enough, but I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then, I, then my buddy told me, yeah, he sucked my, all this stuff. So anyway, I, I got him out of there. 
Good. Yeah. Good for you. But yeah. I bet he walked away though. They just went, ah, you know, that's what it used to happen. That's and, fucking crazy. And, and that's why I have such a problem with the, the Catholic Church. Yeah. These guys were these guys were pedophiles and using the cloth as a as as a, as an excuse to well, rape children and also to wipe up jizz stains. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, the cloth, that too. The <laughs> the cloth is person. always good for that. And I used to always be like, "Oh man, come on, this is an aberration." No, no, no. That was this was the norm. Yeah. It seems. I mean, the the Isn't numbers. Is this the norm of like? Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm going to put myself in a terrible situation. Uh, you know, touching children in any way, shape, or form is wrong, but. We, but, should never have yeah. a but after that. Yeah. And yeah. historically, the Greeks, the Romans, we all took a young boy with us when we went off to war. I a don't young, know if that's... A boy. Yeah, They're I don't... still fucking kids. I don't know if that's true, but I do know if you read, if you read Socrates, if you read Plato's Republic, yeah. if you read Plato, yeah. the Symposium, whatever, they would... It's in, in the text. I mean, they would say, let's go get ourselves. We'll have some wine. We'll have ourselves a, a nice boy. Yeah. And they, they that it was... was like a little, it was like a digestif at the end of a meal. Yeah. My feeling is that that was probably a pocket of, of gay men who had... Remember, they had slaves back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but we're dealing at a time when slavery... So what you're saying is pedophilia is cool as long as you own the person. Well, that, that, that's... <laughs> and, and that's what I'm trying to get at. And that's the theme of the podcast. As long as you have the correct paperwork, <laughs> well, then you're allowed to do that. Exactly. When, when, when you hear about them going to have sex with boys, well, they also had slaves. Yeah. And, and Plato, the great moral thinkers of our time, never... Like, if you read Socrates, you read... Aristotle, you read Plato. They were they were talking about the the moral virtues and how to be a good person. Seneca, how to live your life. None of them mentioned the fact that they owned human beings. Yeah. What or what the children, fuck are we doing? Or through humans fucking, to lions. Fucking yeah, kids like, is not a good when you own when you own children. Yeah. When you can sell a woman's child. Yeah. They didn't pet pedophilia. Well, shut up. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's, if anything, that's like right. a nice warm embrace. As opposed to being thrown <laughs> That's into exactly the right. workforce. That's exactly that, the, the great thing is that when people say we haven't made progress, look, listen, man. Back in the day, slavery was the order of the day. Well, it's, society now is 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 moving so fast. This is what is going on right now. I think, uh, at least in terms of social climate, a huge amount of it I'm very in support of. You know, and yeah. there's some elements that I feel like are, are going a little overt. As comics, we're always slightly more aware of that yeah. when it gets overt PC culture, but. But 50 years ago, people of color couldn't vote in this country. 100 years ago, or 70 years ago, women couldn't vote in this country. Yeah. 100 years ago, it was still all right to beat the shit out of your wife in a street and no one would question you because- that's, She was your that's, property. That's your property. Yeah. So yeah, when we look at thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history, you know, it's crazy how far we have come, but then- We've moved in the right direction, I think. Yeah. At least now, when you talk about someone's, you know, humanism, their their essence as a human being that is sacred, right? So when you when you trample on someone's sensibilities, I think we've part, gone way too far part. to an extent. Yeah. But when you trample on someone's sensibilities, I think the idea that we are all morally equal, we're all of the same moral worth, yeah. that's really taken hold. If you were to say to anyone, that's the real religion that all of us embrace in the at least the Western world. If you were to say. To anyone. What the concept of hu value of human life? Yeah, well, life. the value of someone's essence, the value of someone's autonomy. Right. So, in other words, if I were to say, I just don't want this transsexual working in my work environment because I think they're crazy, yeah. or I I'd think say you probably shouldn't have gone into the arts, it, Brian. It, it, well, no, but I mean, <laughs> well, that's true. But I don't know. I know very few. But 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 just if you were to even say, uh, 
even to the point where you were to say, she's, that person is wearing a wig and has a mustache but identifies as a woman. Yeah. I don't think they're a woman. I'm not going to call them a woman. Yeah. You're, you, in corporate America, you probably lose your job. So oh, I think, yeah yeah, 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 I think that we've kind of gone, I think we've, we don't know how to talk about this. We don't know how to. Well, because there's no, cause well, I don't know there's no precedent. There's no precedent for <clears throat> yeah. it. We're trying to make up the rules as we go along. People were expecting people to be uh, completely and utterly on board with everything. Going well, you got to give a little time for people to understand. Well, do you know what I? You know how I feel about transsexual. I've, I've, the people that I've met that were you that, tell me that were transsexual. Let me tell you, I've always I, I I've never I didn't need this fucking movement. When I saw that, I would be protective over that person. Yeah. I, 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 I look at that person as someone who's either deeply confused or fragile or in a world we're born into a body that they don't identify with. I, I'm telling you this. The, I had this feeling way, way before this well, bullshit. Well, the argument that it's body dysmorphia. Uh, I, I don't care warfare, what that all is. My feeling was I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm not a fucking psychologist. I don't think they know what it is. Sure. This is like the, the human brain is a mystery. But my, my default, regardless was to somehow be more protective over of course, that course, Yeah, because you know they're certainly struggling with something. They're amongst the minority. Yes. And, and it's probably day-to-day. It's the same with me and my gay friends growing up. Of course, I'd be more protective of my gay friends because I'd be like, well, because they're not what is considered the norm, so people will treat them differently. So yeah. therefore, I want to make sure they feel as included. And Well, I'm old know. enough to remember when being gay was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I'm old enough to remember when... when I mean, it's when, still a little dangerous if you go to the right clubs, Brian. It, it, yes, it is. Especially, it well, it's dangerous for wear. me as a straight man. Yeah, yeah. But, because uh, I don't wear a shirt when I go out. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but it was dangerous. When I, back in the 80s, you know, when you... I remember when when being gay. First of all, making fun of gay people was an acceptable sure. prejudice. Yeah. It was acceptable. You get the shit kicked out of you in the streets if you're on the for road. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, I bet you in the '80s, if you walked up to the average gay man, I guarantee he got the shit beat out of him for being gay, yeah. and it was okay. Yeah. And I remember always he was into that. Because he, he was into getting <laughs> stomped. It's like, yes, daddy. No, no, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> I don't know if anybody said maybe under controlled he was circumstances. Super into it. Yes. Yeah. I like the way you your your characterization of a gay man being beat up. Yes, daddy. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I but but that's I do think we've come a long way. And I don't need a fucking social movement to be fair minded. Are you becoming more um more socially aware and more uh philosophical the older you get do you find that you're, I, more, you're I, more interested in that stuff i i've always i think i've always been rather compassionate i've always you know part of the reason i educate myself on things is because i give a fuck okay i don't I, i'm afraid i'm always terrified that the wrong ideas are going to gain a foothold how do we find the right balance though because another part of what we do and i and i've seen this um you yourself i've seen you on podcasts never never hate or demonize or be you know um uh, mean to any particular group yeah. but part of what we do as comics is banter we push the boundaries of what we're saying like I already made a joke about uh, well unless he's into it some of them might be into it yeah. clearly gay men are not into having the shit kicked out of them by might homophobes yeah. but yeah. yeah but that's it I'm no, pointing not, out not the, by homo- you know, yeah. do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to find that balance where you can go alright I still want to make jokes about these things but I also want to be socially conscious enough that well, you're I just fair-minded. In a decent you're way. fair-minded. Yeah. You don't want somebody. This is probably how you feel. This is how I feel. I don't fucking want. I never have wanted somebody if they're competent enough to do the job. Yeah. And they have. They're creative enough. 
I don't want someone being excluded because of something they happen to be sure. without their like you're not you're not choosing to be gay. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing. Anybody who has a brain. So when you say, how do you figure this out? Well, I was able to see as a young kid, I was like, that person's not choosing to be that way. Sure, of course. Fucking the way they are. Otherwise, they choose probably to be the thing that is more socially acceptable because it's an easier life. Yes, I remember when a gay man came and spoke to our high school. And I said, well, do you want to get fixed or something? I was saying, what do you think you can do? And he goes, you're acting like they're like, I want a cure. I don't. I'm gay. And that's why I'm never, I'm, I was I was 17 or whatever. I've never yeah. I had never met a gay person. Yeah, <gasps> super hard. Well, I had met, I had a family member, but I mean I remember going, damn, I guess. I, I mean, technically, you sickness. met one when you were 12 at camp. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. That's a pedophile. There's that a is difference. a pedophile. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. So I, I um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess I guess uh, I guess part of it is just being exposed. Well, that's it. I mean, I imagine growing up in the Philippines, moving, you know, across like Middle East and, and, and living in various different countries. You, you'll gain, I would hope, some kind of cultural awareness, some kind of awareness of the difference of humanity. Or the similarities. So, well, there you go. And then also finding things that you can empathize with all these different people, whether they're, you know, little Filipino kids living in a, in a rural village or, you know, uh, a sheikh living in the Middle East or, you know. Well, that, that's, that's, the, New York. that's the hardest thing to confront for us. The hardest thing to confront as human beings is to realize that the Uyghurs who are being rounded up in concentration camps in China right fucking now mm. by the Chinese government, that oppressive regime, um, and, and everybody's turning a blind eye to it. When you see that, when you hear about things like that, when you, <clears throat> when you think about, I mean, any group, any group, um, I don't care how. Look, I mean, listen, Syrians. Yeah. Um, what's the going worst. on in Syria? <laughs> the worst. And we just uh, end the podcast. Never. The worst. Never take their shoes the off when they come in someone's house. I don't know if that's true. Which I haven't done. I just realized. I, I don't even offer. I, I wear shoes in my house. Don't worry. Shit, dude. But 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 any group, you the hard thing to confront is whether they're Arabs, whether they're whoever they are. They are, uh, in most ways, in most fucking ways, exactly like you. No, they oh, don't hold. No, we? they don't hold human life to a lower standard. No, they don't. <clears throat> I hear this all the time. No, they don't. They hold human life. A lot of times, those groups, like just say the Iraqis, um, those villages that have been around, they're so tight. Those villages are so fucking tight. So when someone dies, and they don't have any money, it's everything. In Afghanistan, when some a mother loses her son, it's exactly or more. The pain is more acute. We hate facing that shit. Yeah, and I don't know what to do about that. But and if you start well, thinking that Americans way, you'll go is crazy. Just keep distance. The more that you stay in your own country, it's not Americans. We all do it. It's much easier to be like those people over there, right? It's like this joke I do. If if a billion people, I disagree. People, well, Only because as a European, it's so cheap and easy for us to travel to other countries. We generally, as a gross yes. generalization, we get an opportunity to do that. And once yeah. you've seen other people in other situations, you have slightly more. I give that to you. Of an understanding. I would Whereas agree in America, with you. it's very insular. It's very much like America number one. We don't need to see the rest of the world. Go fuck yourself. We got pizza. We got Chinese food. What do we need? I agree. And then, so it's hard to connect to a Syrian refugee who's just lost their entire family in a, in yeah. a, in a you know with a bomb it's very true yeah it's very true it's a, it's like this joke I do if, if a billion people died and I agree with you that that Europeans ha didn't have the luxury of being isolated I mean you 
you know, World War One, World War Two, and all the wars before that brought everybody so together against their will. You just yeah. had to be aware of how people live over there because it's right across the fucking channel. I had this um, at a bar downtown in LA and I was uh, some Aussie guy was at the bar being loud and obnoxious, you know, Australian. And uh, he was you know, like, Australia. Yeah, you heard my accent. He was like, he's like, oh, look at this fucking cunt right here, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, and at first I was like, this guy's clearly a fucking douchebag. Like, he's just going to be a nightmare. But after a little bit of conversation, once he dropped the the uh, the veil of insecurity, which yeah. is really what it was. A convict nation. Of a convict nation. Once he overcame his convict roots and his, <laughs> his chronic alcoholism. As he was talking to the guy who put him in yeah. that fucking island, you son of a bitch. Exactly. Although you're a Macedonian. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, I'm Macedonian. We, yeah. you know, we marauded across the entirety of the fucking planet, I think, yep. at one point. But we, we started there having a really good rapport and we started chatting. And it was really nice. And then some other guy, an American dude, sort of tried to banter in and the Aussie jumps up like kind of like nah he's my fucking cunt right he's not your cunt he's my cunt because he's commonwealth cunt right it was just such a his lovely commonwealth cunt even though he like we're effectively he was being a douchebag and yeah. battling with me for being british and we were going back and forth right it was almost like but you're mine to do that with it's okay <laughs> like we're allowed well you know in a war if you thought think about it if if, if there was an all-out war the the americans and the brits and the Australians and the Irish would naturally we'd all straight band we'd, together, we'd, right? we'd band together. Yeah. We'd be like, we're worrying. We speak the same language. That's how human beings are. But do you think that's white? Do you reckon that's the white uh, contingent of those countries? Part of it, partially. Yeah, because I wonder what would happen. I mean, I'm dating a Puerto Rican Jamaican girl, and I wonder whether her and her family would identify with those particular content, uh, you know, countries. If and they groups didn't, and, they'd probably be forced to. Yeah. So what happens in war is that you know. They, the people willing to kill quickly and ruthlessly take control. So Latin people would be at the front line because those <laughs> might, have you ever seen it? Don't upset a Latin woman. We're talking about it. They'd be dancing. They'd be dancing. Well, now front. Latin, now listen, man, you don't want to fight. the corpses of their enemies. Yeah, you don't want to fight like Mexican, me- Mexican men. If you, if you have an army and you're raising an army for the zombie apocalypse, go ahead and get yourself a lot of Mexican men. Oh, because they They'll, take the heads off. They already fucking know. They fight. They just fight. Yeah. I mean, I, how many great MMA and fighters and boxers are, are of Mexican or even Latin? I don't or, know. I don't know. Believe me. As a fight fan, believe it's a me. Lot, right? Believe me. That's a good group to align them yourself with. Well, I mean, like, you just got to look at the, uh, the, the level of retribution for uh, criminality in, in, England, uh, in England or America and Mexico. Yeah. England, we're pretty fucking light. You know, people get a kick in or they get stabbed. Maybe occasionally someone might get shot. Yeah. America, yeah, they'll shoot you up with ARs. Americans and they'll come are in violent. Fucking yeah. But then in Mexico, they will cut your head off, <laughs> plant it outside the house of your grandmother on a stake, set her alight, and then piss on the ashes. And that's like... <laughs> well, that would be cartel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's, that's who you want, right? Yeah, yeah. Zombie apocalypse. I want people who can take the head off. Well, they, but if you watch all. Mexican boxers, they don't retreat. They, they don't teach you to move back. It's fucking really? unbelievable. Oh, dude. They'll slip and keep moving forward. And just, bop, bop, bop. You know, I mean, Isn't they're the most exciting fighters. Isn't that a metaphor for Mexicans coming into this country as well? You can't really look back. You can't. You can't sit back and hope someone's going to get you. You just got to keep pushing. Well, forward. yeah, you're not keeping. I, I do a whole routine on my on my new special, Complicated Apes. There we uh, go. About uh, I was going to do all the plugs at the end, it but doesn't that's matter. Can, but about, about, about um about sort of how to you're not keeping people like certain people that I know out with a wall. They'll dig under it. 
I do this whole thing about it, and it's true. It's it's. Uh, I don't I don't like when somebody comes out with one idea. I don't think that's very creative. My problem with the the left and the right. Yeah. is that they're not very creative with their solutions. Yeah. So they become very binary. The, the, the hard left is the same way. They're so uncreative. Whenever people talk about being socialist, they're so uncreative. Like, oh, let's just tax all, tax all the rich. Is that your idea? Cool. How's that worked? Is there a better idea? Is there a way to listen to the right? Is there a way for the right to listen to the left? Is there a way to, rather than beat somebody in a, a debate, is there a way to persuade that person over in your direction so we can solve the fucking problem well that's Let's- loosely the point of this podcast really i mean outside of just getting to talk to interesting comedians that i like and admire it's savage snowflake is because you know i consider myself left of center you know i'm a snowflake in terms of yeah. political uh, alignment but then savage enough to go i fucking hate all the lunatics on the left you know yeah. if you're fan- if you're fanaticized if you become so uh so indoctrinated by if, your if you're an ideologue outlook, if you are go. an ideologue if you have the truth if you draw absolute lines i think that's where you're going to run into trouble these problems look and here's the other thing to keep in mind if you're a right winger if you identify as a right winger or a left winger if you identify whatever your ideas were given to you you do not have original political and philosophical ideas they were given to you whether you know it or not they were given to you. There is a long, a 3,500-year minimum, but let's call it 5,000-year tradition of human beings thinking through what it is to be human, what it is to be um, liberal, liberalism, feminism, humanism were given to you, okay? Yeah. They were given to you. The reason you don't believe in concepts. slavery... Yeah, the reason you don't believe in slavery was because of the abolitionist movement, which actually started in your country. Don't fucking tell me that you have your own thoughts. So what happens is some thoughts, some ideas feel emotionally right to you. Right. They ground you emotionally. They make they make sense of the world. Like I and I'm the same way. I'm not saying I'm not. But it's way fucking better if you have a problem like gun control, if you have a problem like whatever you want to call it, racism or whatever. Put the problem on the table. You're not. Don't be so attached to your fucking identity, because you don't. Ha- your identity was given to you in the first place. Put the idea out there, and then and then let's try to solve the problem with ideas. Yeah. That you don't have to be ad- attached to you, fucking idiot. Well, that's meant to be the role of governance, right? That's meant to be the role of a debate, open forum debate in in, exactly. in governments of country. But that doesn't happen in this country because it's a well, also it's a broken formula. You know, the, the people who came to my ancestors who came to this country, your ancestors as well, who came to this country, did so with fanatical religion. You know, the pilgrims who came out because the Europeans were way too soft. And then uh, a broken formula of capitalism, which only works literally in the writing of that, the, the manuscript that capitalism is based on. There you go. It's like it says it can only work if the governance is solely for the people, solely consumed with protecting the interests of the people and the populace and making sure they're treated in an equal and fair way, which in this country wasn't. They were like they were about big business. The government was business as well. So it's all pushed on that side. But I um yeah, I mean I think I think I don't know. I, I think there's a different way that people talk that you clearly display based on the simplistic thing of living in other places around the world. That's going to have a huge effect on you. The truth is, as an individual, if you really boil it down, yeah. there's you're truly free. 
Yeah. You are responsible for your actions no matter what. You believe that? You don't think we have predestined... Uh, look, there's the subconscious that works itself through you. Okay. I don't think we are. I, don't, I think we're emotional creatures. I don't think we're necessarily in control of the decisions we make. Robert Sapolsky talks about this. in the grand scheme of things, this. we make no fucking difference to anything. Yeah, we are dust yeah, in yeah, the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Damasio, I believe that's his name. He's a neuroscientist. He does some amazing work on, on how this isn't true. Right. Robert Sapolsky, uh, there's a book called Behave, which traces the origins of your decisions which could go back two months. You don't know. You're not the. You're not the. You're certainly not the uh, author of your thoughts. Sure. Okay. But but having said all that, you could choose to live in Nietzsche's world, which is I am fully and totally responsible for every decision I make, and I am going to express myself fully, completely, and originally. What a scary concept. And oh, oh it's terrifying because you're born a camel with all this weight on your back, and it's up to you to shrug that weight off and become a lion. Yeah. Be be your own moral compass, your own movement, so that you are not your guide is no longer uh, the New Testament, the Old Testament, the Quran. Your guide is no longer Nietzsche. I mean, it, I'm sorry. Your guide is no longer Immanuel Kant or or uh, Socrates. In fact, your guide is your own your own deep and earned understanding of what it is to be a complete human being and turn your life into a circus, turn your life into something as colorful and as dangerous and as exciting as the heroes that you revere. Tony That's Robbins, a, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Tony Robbins. I know. <laughs> hey, but th this is Nietzsche. This is what's going to happen. You're going to have like, uh, you know, and continue your immensely successful comedy and acting career. You're going to do that for a few years. You're going to release a couple of books. You're going to move into, like Rogan moved into more philosophical podcasting that. You're going to start doing motivational speeches. Oh, God. You're going to start never. your cult. You're never. never going to leave that robe. That's what you'll wear all day, never. every day. Never. Oh, Jesus. Here, here's my, here's my self-help advice. you grow your hair out like me. It's going to be fucking I amazing. would love to, but my hair doesn't grow like that. I don't have any Macedonian in me. You can get like a it's, weave. I could get a weave. I could use your hair. You I could like pay Latin you for your hair. You chat to a couple of Latin girls. They'll take you to a good salon. And get their hair. You're going to have long hair, nails. I want, I want Latin. No, I'm, I'm waiting until they can. Are you ready for some philosophy? No, they're going to they're gonna fucking gene edit, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go, I want Macedonian jeans. I want olive skin. <laughs> yeah. I want some height. You I can can't wait. Identify as a Macedonian. That will Fuck be your. <laughs> yes. I'm going to identify as a Cuban, actually. Guys, you seen how uh, how tan Brian Cannon is these days? Yeah, he's fucking and he dances like no. a, like a beast. I want to be I want to be Cubano. I want to have I want to have a I want to be a Cuban man. Yeah. Yeah. I've been texting all my friends. I'm a Cuban man. I have Cuban blood. I dance. Just get an old 1950s American car. And start smoking cigarettes and wearing white Panama hats. I want it all. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm telling you, you think I'm kidding? I'm going to move to Little Havana. You know what? What you were just talking about um, prior to our beautiful um, little foray into Cuban, what Cuban life could be like for you. Mm. Um, what you were describing, I think, is indicative of where my head is starting to go. As I'm 35, so I feel like I'm starting to put pieces together a bit more clearly in my mind of what I want to be, how I want to live, how I want other people to perceive me. And I've made lots of mistakes, you know, from throughout my TV career back in the UK, comedy out here, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to rectify those or not make any more of them. One thing is about being alpha, the concept of being an, an alpha man and what yeah. I think truly represents an alpha man. And as much as the, the, the humor of posturing of the, and I know you are, you know, you do really take training seriously, your physical training, and also clearly reading and expanding your mind is, is something that you place a lot of, um, importance upon mm. but I think this the most alpha 
you, the most alpha thing that someone can do is to acknowledge their insecurities. I agree. Conquer them and constantly be open to the idea that there will be more insecurities. Like, by by well, doing that. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> I, I find the talk of alpha stuff embarrassing. I get embarrassed. Really? I don't believe in it. What do you mean an alpha? In what context? In, um, in, a, in a comedy context? I mean, is a Navy SEAL, would a Navy SEAL who's probably an alpha male, would that Navy SEAL be uh, alpha if I put him in the tech world and told him to innovate? He'd be a student again. Mm -hmm. you, you know, the, but the, no, but if he, if he, yeah, but if he went into that world, you said, right, this is what you're now doing and he went okay cool i don't know anything about this so what an alpha man would do is go i don't know anything about this i'm open to learning from people who i think are brilliant and better all the comics that i like and admire um are men that i think are incredibly alpha mm. but not douchebags they're not douchebags they don't make other people feel belittled or small or insignificant yeah. they're strong powerful talented brilliant handsome whatever they happen to be and they also will look for the worth in other people. They will acknowledge their own failings. That's the most... I think that what you're talking about is, you know, as you become more successful, you have a responsibility to be in a position of service. You know, I want to I wanna service the good ideas and I want to make a difference in that regard. And I, I, I think an alpha... I mean, part of what wisdom, a good way to define wisdom is coming to terms with your own limitations. As you get older, when you're my age, yeah, I work out and stuff. It's not getting better next year, dude. It's getting worse. Your body, really? father time I don't know, slows man. you, you down. Do, you could do another eight years of All right, getting better. Sure. From 60 onwards, what, maybe. When I get to... on TRT, when I start doing testosterone, which I fucking <laughs> will eventually, when I do my gene editing, if it's when good I enough do, for Hugh Jackman, it's all right, man. Fuck yeah, when I get my eyelids done by this plastic surgeon, whatever it is I decide to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to stop time, but it's a fool's errand. The truth is... Will you really do that? I can't see you do you're, I mean, I that? think you're jesting. Will you do, like, m physically modify yourself to I, continue to I, feel young and powerful? I doubt it yeah, very much. that's what I'm saying. I don't think something I, I, like you would. Because I think that it's to miss the point of the human experience. Yeah. I am limited. I can be killed immediately. I am basically a balloon walking around in a... A forest of pins yeah. and that's what it is to be a human being and it doesn't get better you don't get stronger you get you get uh, you will you will uh, reach your limits and you will be humiliated and broken by your own biology and so just you gotta know that man yeah. you gotta I don't give a fuck what you what reserve or trawl or all your fucking supplements you're going down bro you're going down yeah. if you're a woman and you are beautiful that's not gonna last if you were a man and the baddest guy on the planet in the octagon you have about eight years tops before father time goes alright now you you're had out. your time yeah. your knees take are gone. a seat good luck and, and we all go through it with, of course. And you lose your relevance as you get older. But also that's... Uh, see, this is... I think the definition of alpha male um, has been... has been... Uh, misused. Yeah. Because this is what I'm saying. I think, you know, it's yeah. not about like, oh, I wear a comfy little jumper and blah, blah, blah. Well, it comes from... It comes from biology. It comes from... I think it comes from the naturalist. I think it comes from... Uh, Wait, well, is the etymology of the term? Yeah, alpha. I think it comes from the primatologist who saw that the alpha male. See, the alpha male was never a positive thing. The alpha wolf, the, usually the alpha male, at least in the primate kingdom, is not a very nice guy. Kind of a dick, right? He's the biggest, strongest enforcer. And, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson, 
talks about how societies organized around might makes right, the man with the biggest muscles and the biggest club, those societies are not very stable. In primates, in chimpanzees, when an alpha male starts killing and beating up everybody, guess what happens? The females band together and take him out. Yeah. The females in chimpanzee, they'll band together that's and go, you know what? Now. This motherfucker, that's right. This is, they have their own Me Too movement. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I, this, this, this asshole's poisoning our environment. And, and Robert Sapolsky, who studies baboons, the minute the alpha males died of tuberculosis, because they were all eating all the trash first, yeah. and they weren't letting it else. And then all of a sudden, the beta males came along, and they started running the. They kind of were. They were kind of like grooming, and they were a little bit more cooperative. Yeah. The whole fucking place was. There was. There was not. It was nicer. And I have to confront this because as a capitalist, as a free market guy, as somebody who competes, who's always like thinking like that. There's a war, uh, an impending war. I do agree that there is something about a collective mindset maybe a little bit of a communist mindset a little bit of a socialist mindset and i hate saying this but it may be there's room for a little of that because it makes us a little happier sure but fuck i don't know well if you've got if you've got a consensus you know like most people are on board with an idea then it's it's going to be easier to implement it there'll be less friction less con you know conflicts and that that can only be good but i also i'm also going to be honest and i don't know if you're the same I very uh, regularly am guilty of letting my Neanderthal, or not my Neanderthal, my Homo erectus uh, part of myself yeah. come to the forefront. I like hitting stuff. Yeah. I don't like being violent. No, but but if someone hurts one of my friends or someone, you know, grabs a girl I'm with and like assaults her, you punch him in the face. Yeah, and it feels good though Fuck yeah, it, it feels does. really fucking nice Fuck yeah and that's only coming from a oh why do, why do you think boom, at 52 boom. i still i still spar yeah. why do i why do i obsess and call to all talk to all my buddies who are pro fighters why do i obsess on a jab and how to move why why, why do i why does it bother me i'm not doing jujitsu anymore because the five but because i want to be the guy that if you fucking touch my my girl in a you know if i'm with my wife and you touch her in a bar yeah that's the mother of my children i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna i'm going yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I want to be able to at least be able to do that, or at least be able to put up a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right? My biggest fear is that I'm like, oh no, don't. Well, it's, it's kind of one of our simplistic job uh, descriptions as well. Hey, be yet, a man. Hey, be guess, a man. Guess what? Ready for this? Go. It's attractive to a lot of or most women. I know. <gasps> they're like, I know. I don't give a fuck how progressive <laughs> you are. You, you, when they if see you want to get fucked, when you they, should at least when look they see like a, you can protect the woman who wants to fuck When you. they see a dude your size, you're, yeah. what are you, 6'5"? Six, 6'4", five? Six, yeah. 6'4", six, broad shoulders. I mean, you're, you're, you're an aggressive dude. Look at your podcast. Look at the way you carry yourself. Yeah. You're, you're a button-down dude. You're a successful guy. Guess what? That requires a great deal of aggression and competitive spirit. Yeah. And, uh, and like you said, you used it's to not care. very celebrated right now, though. Not yeah, but, not within the career. I don't think. Yeah, not within yeah, the industry. Yeah, and that's a lie because they're lying. Yeah. You see, there's a lie going on as well. Because guess what? Most. Let me say it again. Most women. Yeah. All of them, maybe all of them, are drawn to the guy like you. What you mean? The so caveman, the guy with the broad shoulders, strong jaw, who's aggressive. Hypothetically. You know, allegedly, if you were like someone as handsome as James Franco, you could probably get away with doing some naughty shit and people would be less, 
inclined to go after you yeah because you're incredibly attractive and maybe people want you well vanity fair took him off the cover based on two allegations oh really two allegations and the allegations were very very weak they they were weak and they were also not that bad where you're like wait you were dating him what happened i don't even know what you did yeah 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 so some of it was like well they there was nude scenes in the acting class i've been in acting classes there's a lot of nudity. Yeah. And there are a lot of people. Yeah. And, Even and if the teacher has always been it. like, you gotta get used to your I was told I have to get used to my 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 nudity and I had to be naked. I've so, been told by a casting director actually every audition but, but, but you the, go out for, you generally put a nude seat in, even if there isn't one just in the Take sides. your pants off and just yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, just you because, should always take your shirt off. I'm Macedonian. <laughs> can I do this shirtless? Can I do this shirtless? It but, feels more natural to me. But but yeah, but 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 without going into that whole that whole issue, but sure, um, sure. but there's there's no doubt that you know, if 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 you're pretending that male aggression is bad and should be stamped out, you're lying. Yeah. Because it's most see biology is so much stronger than social. You movements. like Andrew Schultz, right? You do, I like Andrew yeah. a lot. So Andrew, I like a lot of what he's been doing. You know, um, I in fact, I feel like you and your crew out here, let's put it like that, your group of friends who are creative and talented. Uh, like yourself, Chris Lear, Brendan Schaub, Theo Vaughn, uh, Will Sasso. I know you guys got a project coming up, which we're going to talk about in a sec. But, but when you, um, I feel like your group and then Schultzy over here with his buddies, with Charlemagne, mm. you know. and um, I love Charlemagne. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know him, but I love him. But they're doing great things. But they're, they're, there's two groups of what I think would be archetypally seen, especially current climate, social climate as well, added to that as alphas and you know these guys are they're they're loud they're brash they're flamboyant they talk about you know about physicality and blah 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 but you don't do what would be archetypally seen as how alpha males uh behave which is to try and destroy or uh emasculate or belittle other strong men exactly or or people who are more vulnerable was there a change for you personally where you went oh shit I don't ever need to compete with these people. I should work with these people. I should find ways because that's going to only further my own personal interests and also. Well, again, the, you know, I don't or take. Was it less I don't, structured I don't take credit for this, and I don't think anybody's. But you know, Rogan and I used to have these talks about generosity and not being greedy. In other words, there's this idea of famine thinking. Like there's only a, there's only so many pieces of the pie. Why would I give them that book as well, email? Because then maybe I'll lose out. And people get email. afraid, and it's the it's the wrong comics, it's though, the wrong it? philosophy. Yeah, it's not true. But again, this is an idea that 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 has to be given to you. Sure. It was given to me along the line. I'm not going to take credit for it, but it was given to me so, the, along the line. Someone said, and I, it made sense. Let, let me give you two examples. One is. Um, Somebody said to me, look, you are, um, there's no such thing as uh, scarcity. Scarcity doesn't exist. Right. Uh, you, there's, there's always room for your expression. Criticize by creating, keep creating. These are, these are truisms or philosophies that came from artists much greater than myself right. way before me. And somehow that permeates, somehow that idea diffuses into our psyche. So, so that was given to me. And another thing but that you was, see how easily you could have gone the other way. If, of course. Uh, yeah. If I was if I was indoctrinated with the wrong ideas, I would have been a racist. I would have been a sexist. I would have been uh, all these things. Maybe I would have even beaten pianist, my wife. Pianist, maybe. A pianist, a, an aggressive pianist. <laughs> an aggressive. But let me let me let me give you an example of why. And I think this was Matthew Arnold, who was uh, a philosopher, an American philosopher. Let me let me give you wh- 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 how. 
like I was given this idea about why it's important not to marginalize, let's just say trans people. Let's say it's why it's not, why it's important not to mar marginalize gay people, trans people, uh, uh, weirdos, quote unquote, let's just say whoever that might be. Sure, sure. Well, Matthew Arnold said that, you know, you've got to, this is a great country. We'll stop being an interesting culture, a creative culture, and a creative and strong country if we no longer provide safe quarter to our gentler spirits, to the people that are creative. You know, a lot of creatives who just create beauty for its own sake, musicians, mm -hmm. fashionistas, artists, uh, techies, yeah, like yeah, Stephen yeah. Jobs. Oh, they're not running around like They're not strong. good at CrossFit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Einstein didn't have abs and he was, I, as far as I can tell, he wasn't gluten-free. So you, you, these are people that thought differently. You better have a society. When Germany started assassinating their, their Jewish physicists, their Jewish yeah. scientists, because they were Jews because of this ideology, yeah. guess what they did? They, they, they migrated to the UK and the United States, which is why we won the arms race, which is why we came up with the nuclear weapons yeah, that we did. Yeah, we benefited did. from that knowledge. Those that nerds came yeah. up with the most powerful fucking weaponry in the world and ended the war. Yeah. It's so, so societies that are exclusive, societies that are obsessed with purity and family values along strict lines. Having said that, Sparta... I mean, if you could have been part of that kind of culture. Great example, by the way. There you go. Great example, though. Let's take Sparta. Let's compare it to Greece. Greece lost two disastrous wars to Sparta, which is, and right after that, about 50 years or less, was when this, this philosophical renaissance came to be. Yeah. Plato, Socrates, Aristotle. Well, well what is left of Sparta? Do, do you, you, I'll wait. I, oh, I'll tell I you what's actually, left, I don't know. I I'll tell what's left of, of, of Athens. Like... What's left of Athens is in, and in, uh, something called democracy. And, and, and something called the, the Platonic way of thought and Socrates, it goes on and on, sir. It goes on and on. The Western world. It's the, the roots of Western a, a civilization. A legacy that could, could transcend, yeah. you know, You know what's left of Sparta? Left, yeah, yeah, you know what's left of Sparta? Fuck all, yeah. the, the country that, that um, really would, throw, would, throw its, its, yeah, would throw its deformed children off cliffs. What's left of Sparta is a couple shards of clay. A couple shards of clay, and we don't even know if it existed anymore. And guess what else? We don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, again. Although, when it comes to storytelling, the stories of the greatness of this Spartan army will always transcend. You know, that will always go down. It's, it's a, but it's a, two, it's a two-dimensional achievement, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was more yeah. of a, that was a more of a Frank Miller invention. Yeah. The, 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 the Peloponnese, the, the uh, what's it, Thermopylae, the gates of Thermopylae. Mm. Thermopylae, I think, means hot gates. Um, where, where, you know, he basically said the Spartans were men of reason and philosophy. They weren't, but they, the Greeks were. And the Persians were men of superstition and, and slavery and all that. And so he pitted... It was really a modern-day sort of uh, homage to... Well, it was you're more like of a modern-day modern like modern yeah. homage to... I think Frank Miller's Jewish. It was a more homage to the tyranny that was Saddam Hussein and the movement of this sort of Islamic fundamentalism creeping into Western ways of okay. thought. It was more of his argument. 300 was a great movie for that. It was a great <laughs> metaphor for I mean, that. it was... Uh, this is the thing. It's kind of a fun spectacle to watch, but doesn't necessarily... didn't have any overarching uh, effects on, like you say, all these... 
tenets of, or not tenets, uh, facets of society that we now take for granted and they have to exist, yeah. like open forum debate and governance, you know, discussions yeah. and governance and all that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Everyone needs, every, look, no superhero would exist without their nerdy sidekick who creates the fucking suit that they're in or... Well, also you know, superheroes, if they're good superheroes, are vulnerable. Yeah. They all have a vulnerability, don't well, they? Well, that's how they're all written, aren't they? They're meant yeah. to ex- Otherwise, they wouldn't be, we wouldn't identify with them. I, I can imagine you um, not only playing one, but really wanting to play a superhero. Uh, yeah, I don't have the bone structure. I need more Macedonian. You could Paul play Rudd is a fucking superhero That's right true. now. That's true. I might be a little too old though. I'd be the. Uh, I'd be good to be as, as a uh, sort of an old superhero. You would be something like uh, you know the in in Watchmen. There's it. Well, yeah. they got a new TV series, haven't they? But I could have seen you in Watchmen playing yeah. like the who's the old New Yorkie, you know, with the with the face wrap, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll never do that. I'll never you want your do face that. Because I'm not no, I oh I'm not sitting in makeup for four hours. Whenever I see those face wraps, I've done it and I know that from Mad TV. That's prosthetics yeah. and you're in the chair at five in the morning. It, it, there is not enough money. There is not enough money. Really? You could pay me. What about Wolverine? He actually Wolverine in stature yeah. as well was not meant to be an incredibly tall man. Well, Hugh Jackman, who I've met, is you know every bit of six three. He is, but it's yeah. like the character of Wolverine. If we're going true to the comic books, he was actually small, uh, like smaller in stature, oh. but just violence Thinking and power. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, nothing. I have to put makeup like that much makeup or that kind of accoutrement on ain't happening. I'm not doing a one hour either. I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy. I'm not. I'm not You're doing. Like, I'm a podcaster shit. and a stand up comic and and then an actor. Now I've decided. Tell me about the um, the new project. So you, you you said you got your own show. Yeah. Are you allowed to it's talk about schooled it? Schooled on ABC, which got go. picked up for another season, which is great. This is where you play the coach. This is where I play the coach. Yeah. And that's always fun. My special Complicated Apes seems to be doing really well, and it's going to start streaming on Amazon uh, June twelfth. Congratulations. Thank you. It's the best thing I've ever done. It's the only thing I can I've ever done that I can watch. Um, because I, a huge amount of your stand-up, some of, some of the viewers will, I mean, in fact, quite a number of my viewers will already be aware of you, I'm, I'm pretty certain. But those who aren't, uh, watching you perform is, is, I do think, we discussed this again just before the podcast, there's a very British, European, um, stylistically element to what you do. God, I love hearing that. That's, the, the, that's the best compliment you've ever given. Uh, really? ever, I love hearing that. That's the only compliment I've ever given Fuck. to any comic ever. I was going to say, I and, take uh, that. I well, I was, so, I was so flattered when you, I think you wrote me an email about being... I wrote a love letter, an open love letter to you yeah, on that's Facebook. A, that's a big deal that you did that. Dude, here's the thing. that like, means I'm, you're confident enough to compliment another comic. But I was very moved by that. I thought it was really... I really honor that when, when absolute, another comic is willing lie. to say that. You didn't even remember until I reminded you just before the No, podcast. but I remember you said, I, <laughs> I, remember you said, I saw you at the, at the thing and I was like, oh, yeah, how Ven- nice. Venice Underground, yeah. 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 But you were, I mean, well, you, here's the thing is that, look, and this all ties into this uh, sort of bigger conversation of alpha and being alpha and what I think it, it means to be alpha, and, which is something that I'm proud to try and aspire to be every day. And it is when I meet people who I think are brilliant, I like to tell them because first of all, it's nice to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like when people say, hey, you're really funny. That was a really good show. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks. It means a little more to me when it comes from another performer as well. Fuck yes. And also, um, I haven't seen a comic in America doing what you're doing. So your whole conversation earlier or your comments about trying to be unique and the fear of not doing it your own way yeah. or something that's a little new and fresh, a new and fresh approach. You definitely have that... Um, 
that uh, this is just a fucking dick sucking session. I love they, it. They, <laughs> I love let me it. just tell you, Brian. Yeah, you really? I didn't even know I wanted to be a Go comedian until I met you. Go man, to work with your Macedonian you mouth. And also, if you don't mind me saying, your bone structure is incredible. Yeah, and yeah. I feel, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you, you clearly have a deep love for storytelling. Yeah. Which a lot of comics in America, it's. They've got good storytelling elements, but it's more about just getting every 15 seconds a, 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 a tag that gets you a laugh. Yeah. No. And you have a nice balance of those two things. Well, a lot of it's just um, wanting to be somebody I'm not, too. I like playing characters. Yeah. I like, you know, I just am obsessed with, I don't know, I, you know, so much of it is just wanting to be, I suppose I am an actor first, and it's my excuse to act. If you were um, offered a huge new series, let's say it's going to be of the ilk of a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead back when it was pretty interesting to watch, you know. Yeah. And you were offered a lead protagonist, you know, and um, but they're, one of their prerequisites for the network, which seems quite a few of them have ridiculous arse layers, was, you know, you're going to have to step back from the comedy for a while um, to focus on this because the filming schedule is incredibly... I don't think so. Couldn't do it. I don't think so. And plus, I'd be away from my children. I know what those. I know what it's like to be on a set like that. Yeah. That that when you do Game of Thrones, and I, I just know. I can tell you. Uh, I, I look at the costumes. I look at that scale, and I think to myself, "Oh, that's eleven weeks of night shoots," which it is. Yeah. Um. Uh, or or you know, so you're up all night. Uh, that's that's you're in the middle of nowhere. I can see it. You're freezing your ass off, and you're having to hold character, and and there's so many. All the minutia of you sitting in your trailer with nothing to do and then going over to craft service. I mean, of course, you're friends with your people, and I'm sure all those actors are wonderful. And I know Peter. Yeah. I know. I know Peter yeah. Dinklage a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Peter's a great guy. I've known Peter. You know, I knew Peter way back before anybody knew him. So Peter seems like he's the kind of guy you could have a nice couple of whiskeys with on oh, set. Do you know what I mean, in the just trailer, funny as shit. He's also funny. Yeah. People don't realize that Peter Dinklage is a comic. Yeah, he's com- he's, he's just funny as fuck. So uh, I mean, I've heard his English accent. He's definitely a comic. He's just. <laughs> I do have a little problem with his English accent. Yeah. I love his acting. I don't know why he has to do this voice. It's very weird, and he kind of holds his words inside of his mouth. It's very it's true, like, and nobody yeah. seems to be bothered by it. I personally, he gets a pass. I love his acting. I like, love his acting. I think he's amazing. It's the only little thing I'd have. Well, you know, but it, it doesn't matter. He's he was so great. I'm it. sure as he's sitting in his fucking you know multi million dollar. Home, eating no, he's a, he doesn't like hearing it. He doesn't give a. Fuck. No, no, no. He's I like, guarantee he does. I guarantee any actor. I don't care how famous you yeah, are. Yeah. Uh, Peter would cringe at probably the idea that you and I are talking about his accent being a little, you know, just a little interesting. All of us are that way. We're actors. We don't want to hear other people say, "Well, you know." I mean, but listen, he did an amazing job. He did oh, he's 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 very talented in yeah. it. You know? But doing a movie like doing a show like that, uh, you would have to pay me. You you I could do it. If you said, Brian, it's going to be two years, but you're going to walk with $15 million after taxes, then I'd say, that's life-changing. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I, th- I think I would do it then. But it five years? Now, I don't know how long those seasons are. Is it four months a that's year? That's so interesting you said five. I, I, I asked you because I turned down a job at the end of last year with Nickelodeon, and it was a five-year contract. Yeah. And they, it was so like... Anything you write in five years, we have first refusal to produce. And if Fuck you do a stand-up off. special, we have to okay the material because Fuck you're representing. Fuck you, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I yeah, hope they hear it was, this. It was Go really- fuck yourself, <laughs> you fucking fascists. 
you you greedy fucks. Dude, but I'm not gonna you lie. Censorists. There was a part of me that also though went, um, you know, my my acting aspirations are definitely in the same way that you would say I'm certainly an actor first, maybe, but it doesn't mean that I have any less of a love for the performance of comedy. Like it's I started it to get back into my acting and now I'm like, fuck, I have to do this until I die because it fulfills me in a way that, yeah. that acting never will. Yeah. But it was that little moment of going, oh, this is kind of what, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm in Hollywood. I, should I accept this? That's right. And then we said no. And now- I think you're smart. Of course yeah. you say no to that. Cool. Of course you, you say no to that. Can you let my accountant know that I was smart No, dude, well you're going to be, you're gonna be successful. Gonna... I can promise you you're going to yeah, be successful. You already so. are, but you're going to be, you know, you, I can tell. Don't do that shit. You'd have to do that until you, until you die as well. What's it's that? It's interesting. Comedy. It's, 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 I, I think some of the best comedians in the world or the greatest comedians. Let's look at someone who actually had a chance to grow old and then die, uh, like George Carlin. The kind of comedy he did towards the end of his life. Yeah, love him. Yeah, it was George you know, but it was it was it bottom was breakfast. He had bottom a big breakfast. chance to. I feel like so many comics don't even get a chance to reach that age because so many of them die yeah. young yeah. and prematurely. They don't get to reach a point where like look, fucking Greg Giraldo, man. There's a guy who not only a I think is still one of my favorite comics amazing, of all time. Amazing. But that motherfucker was so brilliant at 30, whatever, when he died, 35, I think, yeah. he was about, my, about yeah. my age. What would he have been like as a 70-year-old man commenting probably, on the world? Probably great, but he was caught up in that whirlwind of drugs. You know? Yeah. Couldn't say no. Yeah, yeah. That's a bummer, too. And then you wonder, maybe maybe part of his brilliance was, uh, I don't know, had to be dulled or numbed. Maybe it goes hand in hand. I don't know. He was a Harvard, it's escapism. Think, Harvard-trained lawyer. I think he went... He Harvard did, yeah. He went to Harvard Law School. Yeah, yeah and he went to corporate yeah, law I, before. Yeah, I think that's a curse. That's, that's I, I just think some people are caught up in that and they can't stop. I don't know what to say about that, but it's a bummer when we lose uh, original expressions like that. Your, yeah. um, your last year, I'm going to sort of wrap it in a second, but your last year has been, I feel like, as, 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 an, as an outside observer, and I only became aware of you probably a year ago when I first got to LA and did that show and saw you perform. Um, but it seems like the last year has been a great, I know you've had a, a, a longevity of career already, but it seems to have really, like, it's almost like you found your voice in a, in a really yeah, big way. Yeah, well, you know, you set these goals for yourself. I said to my wife, I said, none of this is an accident. I wrote all this stuff down. I can show it to you. Yeah. Like, I wrote down my goals, right? My own TV show. I wanted my podcast to be really big. I wanted to play out to large crowds as, as a stand-up. These things were did what you write, I wanted. Did you make a mood board? No, God, no, I didn't. <laughs> God, no. But I may as well have because I saw it in my mind. It was just what I, I just wanted. just see you cross-legged on the back here with some like transcendental yeah. meditation music, cutting out pictures from oh, magazines. Like, you know, if that these works. These are the abs that yeah. I want. Well, if, if that's what, you know, sometimes literally seeing something in color, like I do think that sitting down and really asking yourself what you want. Yeah. Really, but then ask why. I mean, really get down to why. Yeah, that's I mean, good... it's very, very, it's a really, no one does that exercise because you know what happens? So my parents will finally love me. That's it. Like, maybe, so brother. Maybe. So Fuck you. finally think of me as the successful child that I knew I could be. Great. Yeah. And I love, and, and by the way, there's probably a lot of truth to that. But it's nice, it's nice to sit with that and not judge it. Sit with it, feel it, and see where it takes you. Yeah. Don't try to fix it. Embrace it. It's like, I always say this story like when, I think it was Jeffrey Tamborough said, you have low self-esteem. I was like 32, I was in his acting class. And uh, somebody goes, thank God. And in other words, that's why he's funny. Oh, don't, really? Don't like yourself too much. 
you know, so look, whatever the reason, it's, it's, it's not even that important, but just to ask yourself what you actually want. What do you honestly revere? What do you honestly revere? What do you honestly want? And I'm going to throw that question straight back to you yeah. because that's what I want to ask. You know, as you, as someone who over the last year especially seems to have started to really tick off major accomplishments, major um, desires, goals, career goals, hopes and dreams, what is, what is left? What's the, what's the what's, original what's... self-expression? It never goes away. I want to continue to do things that shock and surprise me and an audience. And I, I think, secondly, I would love to be a positive voice for the good ideas. I'd love to figure out a way, and I am, uh, I'd love to figure out a way to... Well, produce and direct other people's creative pursuits? More, more, no, I don't have time for that. I probably wouldn't be good at that. But uh, more so to figure out a way to get the good ideas that are stuck in books and stuck in, in the brains of quiet academics, et cetera, and philosophers. So basically get you're those ideas Derek in. Zoolander. You want to build the school for kids who want to read good but can't well, you, read good yet. Well, well, I'd rather do it with adults where I can start to and, and use comedy as the door, as yeah. the lubricant. You know, so, so if I have a podcast dealing with the big ideas, how do I get it? How do I make it funny enough for everybody to listen to and sneak in some good ideas? That's the mission. You're already doing that. I Hopefully. Think. Yeah, you're already doing that. Hopefully. Rogan does that. Yeah. I think there's a few, there's a few podcasters I hope so. who like to put a little bit of, uh, I'm trying, but the challenge never goes away. Into their, yeah. yeah. Progressive thought. Fuck off. I, I'm so sick of the. <laughs> well, it is. It's no, progression it is. of the self. But no, I know it, it sounds like a very. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. It's a buzzword phrase. I, isn't it? We all use these words, and I, I get it. It's just like I don't. I don't want to give any group, whether they're the left wing or the right wing. I don't want to give CNN or fucking Fox or Tucker Carlson any credit uh, for. You've already mentioned Jordan Peterson. You're already all right now. You realize that. He's not all right at all. I know he's not. That's 60 minutes. 60 minutes. They did that hit job on him. They are the biggest fucking liars. Like Jordan Peterson is the farthest thing from all right. I know. I know that. He's the far. And and, and 60 minutes had him as the alt right. Thing. Are you pieces of shit? But you realize by mentioning name now you're part of Ben Shapiro's fan club. 60 minutes. I like, uh, there's a lot I like about Ben Shapiro. There's a lot, there's a lot of things I disagree with him on, but I think Ben tends to be a little bit... Um, Snappy dresser, always dresses nice. He's a little for... nasty. He's a little, his, his debate style is a little nasty. I don't know that he's in the business of persuasion as much as he could be. He might He'd be make more. an incredible drag queen. He's a cutie pie. He's, he's, well, he's not only got a very beautiful feminine face, yeah. but he also, he, like you say, his snapbacks, his, like, his retort, he could read... Oh, better than any drag queen on any series of RuPaul's Drag Race ever. That guy's a smart motherfucker. That's TV. That's all I want to do before yeah. I die. Yeah. I want to be able to facilitate Ben Shapiro appearing on RuPaul's Drag Race season 24. And he'd be calling Ru Sir the whole time. <laughs> Only when he's in drag, though. Yeah. Only when he's in drag, yeah. 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 yeah the rest well, of the time I like anybody. Who, I, I think this country's great be, uh, as long as we have people like Shapiro people on the left uh, who are who are informed and i like that debate yeah i like you need the left and you need the right you need both you need the middle i like but but you don't want to you want vigorous spirited debate but listen to each other have idea sex and idea orgies 
that's the way to do it. There you go. Perfect way to wrap it. Idea yeah. sex, idea orgies. Yeah. Thanks so much, man, for chatting to me. I'm glad we got a proper sit down and actually got to have a conversation. You're a good man. Um, I want to let all the people know about all the exciting stuff you're doing. So you've got another season of the TV show. Schooled. Which people can watch... Uh, on ABC Wednesday nights at 8.30 starting in the fall, I think. And then we have, and then I have the fighter and the kid with Which Brendan, is you and Brendan Schaub. Schaub. Very That's funny podcast. Always a blast to do. Also, again, I feel like this is, this is why I was excited to talk to you today. This is going to be the first podcast, I feel like, where someone is not desperately oh, trying to, because um, uh, your, your dynamic with Chris D'Elia and your dynamic with Brendan Schaub is that of exasperated older brother yeah. who is constantly That's frustrated right. by that is what I am. his little kid brothers who are trying to steal the limelight. But very, very worth, uh, worth a watch, worth a listen as well. You can Thanks. check it out and you've got all the episodes up on YouTube yeah. and then off, of course yeah. across all the... Uh, if you're in Orlando this weekend, I'll be there at the Improv. And, uh, yeah, this will go up on Thursday. It's going to go up tomorrow. And Complicated so. Apes is the special that you can get on iTunes or uh, Amazon or anywhere you buy or rent. And then we're streaming. We start streaming June 12th on, on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. So make sure you check out all those things. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. you. Awesome. I'm going to play the outro. Yeah.